Good afternoon and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. Our illustrious guest today is Father Robert Sears, and we're going to begin with the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, read and led by Father Sears. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth from sober souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which I gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a font of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God. Holy, holy mighty, mighty one, one. Holy immortal one. one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy, holy God. God. Holy, holy immortal, mighty one. Holy, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy, holy God. God. Holy mighty, holy mighty one. one. Holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, Jesus I, I trust, trust in, in you. you. Jesus, I trust, I trust in, you. in you. In the name, in name of the, the Father, and of the, the Son, and of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. And as I mentioned before we began the chapel today, our guest is uh, very our very faithful Father Robert Sears, S.J. Uh, he is the past president of ACT Heals, an association of health care providers who bring Jesus' healing to health care. A former professor at Jesuit School of Theology in Chicago and the Institute of Pastoral Studies of Loyola University, Chicago, he is a much in-demand spiritual director, counselor, retreat presenter, and writer on various aspects of healing. Father Sears is considered a foremost authority on the family system and healing the family tree and is a featured speaker monthly on WSFI 88.5 FM's Healing the Whole Person, which is our show today. So welcome on July 20th, 2023, this edition of Healing the Whole Person with Father Robert Sears. And as it said in his in his bias, the bio, is that he's a writer on various aspects of healing. And that is uh, going to be his focus today. The subject of his uh, program is called Forgiveness, the Foundation for Healing. So welcome, Father Bob Sears. Thank you very much. You know, the very foundation of Christian life is the Lord's forgiveness. We celebrate this every Lent and Good Friday. In obedience to his father, Jesus took on himself the consequences of all our sins from the beginning of time to its end. And on the cross, he made it a sacrifice of love. So when he had risen from the dead, he appeared to his disciples and breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose sins you retain are retained. That's in John's Gospel, the 20th chapter. And these words are the basis for the Sacrament of Reconciliation, where the priest 
absolves our sins, and they're removed because of Jesus' suffering on the cross. So God is not just imputing guilt, or rather not imputing guilt, as we sometimes think. When God forgives, he recreates. Though your sins be as scarlet, he says in Isaiah 1 to 8 and verse 18, they will become white as snow. God's forgiveness is total. When Peter asked Jesus, if my brother sins against me, how often should I forgive him? As many as seven times, and Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. And that's in Matthew 18, 21 to 22. God's forgiveness does not presuppose repentance on our part, or does presuppose in a sense that we receive it, uh, repentance on our part, and a commitment not to sin anymore. But if we do sin again, and promise repentance, God will continue to forgive us since his forgiveness lasts till the end of time. His forgiveness creates for us the possibility of new life. In Romans 5, 7 and following. So it encompasses past, present, and future because God is present to all time. So his forgiveness liberates us to life in him, which is total loving, whole, filled with exciting possibility, whereas lack of his forgiveness locks us into ourselves with our own hurts and resentments and that can stifle life. So what most blocks God's gift of total forgiveness in Christ is our failure often to forgive others as he forgives us. We pray in the Our Father, forgive us our debts, as we forget our debtors, which that is those who sin against us. So if we do not forgive others, he goes on to say, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your transgressions. So we model for God what he can forgive in us. Matthew 7, 1, 2 goes on, stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. So that's why we need to render our resentments or unforgiveness, etc., so that God's gift of forgiveness can be fully brought to life in us and through us for others. And I had these three ways of, of thinking about that, three ways in which we forgive others, but we'll also end up forgiving ourselves and opening ourselves to God's total forgiveness. Yes, yeah. This is it's, it's a very <laughs> exciting topic, and but very challenging because how often we have prayed the Our Father and said, "Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive the, our trespasses of those against us," and we don't think about that very often, you know. And it, but it's we're we're really asking for uh, something very great from from our Father in heaven. That that forgiveness that is conditional, but His forgiveness is really unconditional. When you get <laughs> right down to it, if we accept it, <laughs> yes, ex if right. we accept it, that's right. <laughs> and if we forgive others by yeah, letting, exactly. him, letting Him forgive us, it it it's oftentimes there. we have to learn from God how to forgive because right. we have to let Him forgive us first 
and then we can learn how to forgive other people. Yeah. So one of the the first what I was thinking of is as far as I call it empathic forgiveness. It's uh, let me explain. So when we find ourselves spontaneously disliking someone or passing judgment on something they're doing, it's a good indication of our own heart as narrower than God's forgiving heart. 1 John three nineteen twenty. Instead of praying for that person, it is more helpful for us perhaps to ask God the Lord to reveal in us the traits we spontaneously dislike in the other person. <laughs> Yeah, that's very common, isn't it? <laughs> Psychologists like Carl Jung tell us that mm. <clears throat> such spontaneous dislikes stem from dislike of similar possibilities or actualities in, in ourselves. ourselves. Yes, that we have kept out of consciousness. So, as the Lord reveals these areas, it would be very helpful if we would ask Him to forgive us and to remove those very traits we're judging in the other person from us. Recently, I had a person I know <clears throat> in, who was in contact, conflict with her teenage daughter who wanted to be like others in her class at school who were not a good example. So my friend began to realize that she was so strict with her daughter because she had wanted the same thing when she was her age. And she had to let God forgive her if she was going to have the compassion needed to forgive her daughter. So sharing her own experience with her daughter could lead her daughter to be willing to learn from her experience and then to decide not to make the same mistake. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I suggested to her actually an example that uh, was from the sister of President Carter. I forgot her first name, but she was speaking to us, and she had been charismatic, how she dealt with her 15-year-old daughter who came home and was invited to a beach party, overnight party, and she asked if she would allow that. And, and uh, <laughs> her, her, parent, her mother said, well, if you go pray about it, and if you think God says it's all right, then you can do it. And... She said, you really would let me do it? I said, yes, 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 if you pray about it. So she prayed about it, and she said, no, I don't think he wants me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> In other uh, words, instead of pushing your yeah. kids to do things, when they get to a certain age, it, it might be most helpful to let them pray about it. Right. And, and really let them choose so they could learn from their mistakes if it didn't work. And... Uh, then they would know that you're trusting them to grow up because otherwise you'll be making decisions for them when they should be learning how to make those decisions. That's themselves. really good advice. That's really yes. good advice. Although we they, we may be sending them into uh, some dangerous territory, but hopefully they're hearing from God and able to make uh, healthy decisions for themselves. You know, you know. Yeah. Um, I heard a, a, a mm -hmm. talk the other day. Um, this priest was talking about how, um, you know, we were talking about a lot about rescuing, and that's a, a little bit what that is there, just how do you, you rescue your daughter or son from making bad decisions. But um, he said that when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, they, they, it was like trafficking. They 
took us into a, a place that we couldn't escape from sin. And uh, But then along came Jesus, and he was our rescuer. He's the one that took us out of that trafficking by his death on the cross. So uh, I think that, you know, we have to remember that uh, we're, we all need rescuing from, from our sins and uh, over and over again. And uh, he's, the, he's the only one that can do it. Yes. It does. Yes, right. In present, and he allowed, allowed that to happen. So he wants us to learn from experience. Right. So the second uh, area that I was thinking of is liberating forgiveness. And that a lack of forgiveness of ourselves can bind us in anger or resentment, similar to the one I was just speaking about. And one we can't get free from to forgive. So we may have a deep resentment or often unconscious of our parents, etc., because they didn't or couldn't uh, give us the love that we needed and felt that we needed. One person I had asked to help, one person who uh, <clears throat> I was asked to help had more things to take care of than she could do. She was living in her parents' house, but felt her par- her mother was always criticizing her, so she had needed to get her own place, and she also had a change of job. She needed to change her job. She needed to decide on where to live. She also had an expensive repairs for her car mm. that she couldn't afford. All of these things, you know, just kind of piled up. And as we prayed about the situation, I thought again about... <clears throat> what I had learned earlier for myself about our human parents. Our human parents are not the solution to our problems, as, as uh, Susie just mentioned there, because they were affected by original sin too, you know, right. and they learned from their parents. And so we, we shouldn't, as I did, uh, expect our parents to be the solution. And uh, we also shouldn't feel like we're called to be their solution because we can't do what we haven't learned ourselves. Exactly. And so if they, if they are the first apostolate and all we can do, what can we do to help them? What came to me is that we can let ourselves be healed by the Holy Family. And uh, to do that, so to speak, in such a way that we realize that as we get transformed and are able to have more compassion for our parents, then they'll also get transformed too. So it can go backwards and forwards. Sure. So the healing mm -hmm. really is given to us, but we have to first of all, as I found out, choose our parents out of all possible parents. Before, because Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you, a prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Yes. In other words, that was very revelationary for me because I realized then that, that, that somehow or another God knew us spiritually before he put us in the particular family we had. So he didn't pick the family because they were free of original sin because no, <laughs> no one was free of original sin in that sense until Jesus came. And so we, we basically... He picked them because we they had the the difficulties and that we would pick up because we always pick up what our parents hand down to us and in order to prepare us for works that God had prepared for us before 
in advance, as it says in Ephesians 2.10, that God has prepared in advance works that we should live in them. But what about people who are born into really tragic families where there isn't good example and there's they were you know maybe born out of wedlock or in sinful situations and living in the you know uh i uh, always look at that as that god really had great trust in those those new people why mm -hmm. would he put them in a family that yeah it wouldn't be helpful for them to be challenged by because everybody's family, nobody, he didn't have a choice to, whether no. he was going to get a, a family that didn't, wasn't influenced by original sin or not, because everybody, everybody was. Everybody was, is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just the kind of original sin that would be most helpful for the person when they grow up, if, to do the works that he had planned for us. As I reflect on my own life, for example, I made a decision in the womb. I didn't know that until I was 43. And I didn't know a lot of things until I was 80, 89 or so, 87, actually. <laughs> so well, you're, I, you're not I, there yet, are I you? I finally <laughs> stopped trying to solve God's problems. <laughs> uh -huh. Because if he put me in the womb, the, the parents that had problems, which he couldn't help but not do, and those problems have been the ones that are most helpful for me to help do healing for other people, Right. then then I have to learn from experience what's going to work. And what works is because God did take on himself, as I mentioned in the beginning, Jesus, the sins of everybody uh, in the whole world and forgave them. So Jesus, in other words, God put on Jesus' uh, self the the sins of the whole world. He, he he mentioned in another place as he was talking to or communicating with somebody who was uh, a prophetic type, you know, right. that uh, he did that because he didn't think it would be fair or really uh, to let the consequences to be figured out by the people. So he needed, in a sense, to choose ahead of time to take the consequences of all our sin and to even die for us because death was the solution to sin and never for us to be healed. Right. So that's what we need to accept. Okay. I think uh, you and I and our listeners can hear that familiar music. It's time for a short break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. So please stay with us. You're listening to Father Bob Sears on Healing the Whole Person. Thank you. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. For baptism, we have cradle medals, baby Bibles, and wall crosses. We have beautiful baptismal gowns and accessories, as well as invitations and cards. If you have a First Holy Communion in your family, we have a wide variety of mass books and gift sets, rosaries and medals. We have dresses and veils for the girls and ties for the boys, along with all the necessary party supplies. Our suggestions for new confirmants include personal-sized Bibles and other spiritual readings that can follow them through their lifetime. And don't forget the godparents and sponsors. We have gifts and cards for them as well. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including personalized First Communion dress fitting scheduling, is available at holyfamilycatholicbookstore.com. Are you retired or near retirement? 
Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn, your hostess for today, and our special guest uh, each month is Father Robert Sears, and his subject today is on forgiveness, the foundation for healing. And so uh, when we left off the last uh, segment, we were Mm -hmm. talking about uh, how we need to choose our parents out of all possible parents. And uh, regardless of whether or not we think that they were uh, um, perfect, which they weren't, but regardless of how they may have treated us, whatever it was, we have to thank God for them because they are his perfect choice for us. And uh, and Let me just explain a little bit more about that because... Because God has chosen them for us, obviously, because he, before he placed them in the womb, as he said to Jeremiah 1.5, I formed you, I knew you, and I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. In other words, he has uh, works that he, that he wants us to be carrying out as we grow bo- older. And so our parents really are chosen to pre- partly to prepare us for that, as well as other experiences as we grow and, and and it's important to choose our parents, and this is something that uh, uh, was given to me, especially because I had postponed final vows for seven years. I've mentioned that in previous programs. Right. And I didn't know why, and so three days after uh, I, my spiritual director in New York, I was on sabbatical, had asked me if I'd ever chosen my father out of all possible fathers. And I said, well, I've never thought of that. And, and he said, well, would you like to do that? And I said, yes. I could see the importance of it because I knew about family systems at the time. And so, <clears throat> and I asked God to to make up for what I couldn't do because he had said in Ezekiel 36, and I didn't know about Louisa Picaretta at that time, he said, I'll put my spirit in your hearts and make you keep my law. So he said, Lord, you do this, what I can't do, you do in me. <clears throat> and so I chose my father out of all possible fathers and let God make up for whatever was missing in my choice. And I woke up three days later and I said, now I can take final vows. Oh, what a release. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I didn't know why, because I, I, I realized later that uh, we... Uh, we have an invisible loyalty to our parents, no matter what they did when right. we grew up. Right. And we want to love them, and I wanted to love them. And ultimately, I found out I had said in the womb, I won't be a burden. So I was trying to solve their problems <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was still in the womb. And, uh, and and this only perpetuated it because it ended up with a depression that, and when I was in Germany preparing for my ordination. So when I had chosen him and I realized now I can take final vows, I realized it was because of that invisible loyalty and that 
once I had really chosen my father, then I could choose final vows because that would be part of the healing. That would be good for both of us, you know. Right, right. He might have had similar issues with his father, for example, or back right. to the generations. And so those things, uh, we, those are liberating truths that come to us that right. helped us to receive, helped me to receive the, the love that... Uh, I needed to hand on to my father. Sure. And then, not only that, but now look at what you're doing. You're able to talk to thousands of people about this very uh, beautiful relationship you have, not only with God the Father and the Holy Spirit and our dear Lord Jesus, but also with your parents um, by accepting them unconditionally through exactly yes. and that's that's very important that people now I don't ask them to choose the holy family until they have chosen their parents uh-huh. because that would block them because they they have that invisible loyalty to their parents of course and so they really wouldn't be able to fully choose the healing parents of the holy family Mary and Joseph and Jesus and the holy trinity its foundation of it until they've chosen their parents because it's for their parents' sake and for their ancestors and for their children that they can do this. And right. So to choose a holy family. And so it's not that they're substituting, they're really doing it because it's the only thing that will help them right. to really choose their parents and to heal the situation. And generations after them. Yeah, that's what, you know, what's, what it will follow, the goodness and the love and the forgiveness and the healing that will come to future generations because of that. Exactly. Right. I just, I was thinking of another person who also asked me to pray because she was overwhelmed with so many things that she had. And and so these resentments can bind us, the person involved, and prevent them from uh, really getting fulfilled in the areas where they need help. For example, if the, her parents, she needed to for, forgive her parents for not loving her enough and opening her to receive what she needed from God. So another person will be resisting a superior's authority and guidance all his life because he didn't forgive his parents' authority. <laughs> yeah. In other words, that we can't really forgive another person until we have let ourselves be forgiven in those areas so we're liberated. So we need to forgive ourselves for not becoming what we thought we should be. One of the things as I was growing up, I was hesitant to use the gifts God had given me. I I did well in school, but I did not think I was, was enough. And I began to build a shell around myself and lived in a world of with definite limitations. And when I was in Germany preparing for ordination, I experienced a depression, a self-doubt, and tried to get to the bottom of it and only got more depressed. <laughs> because knowledge isn't what heals. It's, it's uh, this new attitude is what heals. So as I, I've shared how that test in Isaiah 43 touched me, he said, do not look at remember not the events of the past in Isaiah forty three eighteen mm-hmm. to twenty one. Remember not the events of the past. See I'm doing something new. Right. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And the solution was in God's creative hands. So I could see that my depression was had 
had to be healed almost for by a new birth, and that's what I mean by letting God heal us. I could release my problem to God and get ordained because that was what I wanted to do, and uh, let God figure out whether it would be <laughs> would it work or not. Right. <laughs> because I didn't have any other ideas. But then he do. freed you up, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I realized later what the reason problem was is that, that uh, I was in a healing group about ten years later, actually. So uh, before I wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, resisting getting born again because uh, I realized that's what needed to happen, but I didn't know what the issue was. So when when I was praying with this group was uh, the Association of Christian Therapist groups that I was part of. Somebody got burdened, and I said, I said, in the womb I won't be a burden. Well, I don't even know how I knew that, and uh, but I knew it was right. And I realized that that was why I felt inadequate, <laughs> because I couldn't solve my mother's problems by not being a burden. Right. She, she still had scruples and various other things that were blocking her. Yeah, that she had inherited probably from her parents, right? Yes, exactly. She didn't have a good relation to her mother. So back so I could forgive myself since I wasn't it wasn't my job to do to heal my mother. And the awareness then released me further to trust God and to forgive myself for my over responsibility. Uh-huh. And and for, by forgiving myself, I ultimately had to do that even more later on, because even when I said I won't be a burden to God, I was healing my God relationship, but not doing anything for my human relationship. Would you call that like perfectionism? <laughs> so it, it was another 43 years before I finally just said, I'm not going to resist anything God lets happen because if he lets it happen he means to bring good out of it because he is love and he can't do anything else. He can only do the most loving thing. So right. now I just accept everything he lets happen yeah. and I say Lord what am I to learn from it because right. I know he'll give me the grace to learn from it oh, and he, to grow from it. He is so faithful to us yeah. right? <laughs> so he liberates us yes, into he a does. new place and then the last uh, area, but I guess they're all intertwined in some ways, is creative forgiveness. Because uh, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Jesus said to the apostles when he, he you know, rose from the dead, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Whose sins you retain, they are retained. And I, I said, yes, that's, that's the basis for the sacrament of reconciliation, isn't it? But it, to a lesser extent, it applies to everybody, because if we don't forgive, we keep people locked up in our attitude that, that we have for them, and we don't create the possibility for that person to grow differently. Right. So creative forgiveness is, in a sense, when we get healed and really let God heal us, we can extend that to other people. Right. He's, it says in um, St. Paul said that now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't yeah. it? And yeah. I always have loved that, that word because it's just, you know, I, I mean, that's where it's at. <laughs> we have so we can lock, in other words, we yeah. can lock other people into our attitudes. Right. They are influenced by us at all. We, yeah. can, you know, 
you might have some ways you look at somebody. I put down a few things here. Just call them jovial or joker or sad sack or whatever. We we bind them into that trait yeah. as far as we're concerned. Yes. And the person uh, might always be depressed or whatever. And that's what we, we get the attitude towards them. And so until we change that attitude, we at least can't be helping them to grow out of it. As I mentioned here, any therapist who doesn't believe a person can go beyond a certain point cannot help the person to make that advance. Yeah. Until they they themselves are healed and opened up to it. Yeah. Because they don't see it as possible. (laughs) Right. Which I I think would be very tempting. That's why I'm not a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is one therapist who... He's the primal scream therapist, is uh, Arthur uh, uh, Janoff, and uh, he he found that that the the people that really lock them into addictions and all sorts of other things is 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 a a deep pain, a primal pain that they haven't faced, and the only way that people can get to it is he trains them. Sometimes he says up to seven years. Be, to get in touch with their own primal pain. So mm. when they have their own primal pain and they can, in a sense, have compassion for the other person, then they don't try to change them. They try to just companion them as they're getting in touch with whatever that deep primal pain is. Mm-hmm. And when they can express it with the person who accepts them and cares about them, then they get healed of their addictions. Oh, <laughs> isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Isn't that Something, yeah. yeah. But it takes some time. Cancers, even not 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 even addictions. They're cancers. So deep, oh. deep problems. Deep. Cancer itself is a very uh, interesting illness because it does. It's not a pathogen. It, it isn't a negative. It isn't an infection that can be dealt with that way. It is positive, but it doesn't know when to stop. In other words, what I had tongue cancer and I. I said, Lord, why did that happen? I never smoked. And uh, Jesus uh, showed me that, uh, you know, because I hadn't spoken my pain, the cancer was drawing my attention to it to get help. And God gave me all sorts of uh, new possibilities because I was, I had I was scheduled to get that in Chicago, you know, and uh, they were going to use laser and then... Was uh, it, did you say it was on your tongue or lung? Tongue. Tongue, tongue okay. Cancer. It was, it was leukoplakia. It was a sore underneath my tongue. Wow. And it was cancerous. And uh, But I... Uh, my niece was marrying somebody who's sponsoring person. He was, lived in Columbia. It was a radiologist, and he didn't like what they were going to do. He, he invited me to go down to Wichita, Kansas, and uh, so I, my nephew-in-law uh, was going down the next day. So I canceled my operation the day before I was going to do it, and went down to Wichita, Kansas. And uh, they, you know, looked at it and uh, found it was localized. So they took it out by hand, and they didn't. Since the borders were all clear, they didn't use chemo or radiation because oh. those are things that also attack good things, and so they right. can have negative uh, possibilities. And then he 
you know, referred me to somebody in Chicago, Lutheran General Hospital, which I could monitor it with, and I, I got the help because I wasn't speaking my pain. I got, I renounced that, you know, with my mother and everything, and then I got the help in a growth group that was the Association of Christian Therapists Growth Group, and. Uh, I didn't get a recurrence because I didn't need it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, God is so faithful to us, isn't he? Oh my God, he's so giving. See, yeah. see that's the liberating, the liberating of forgiveness. You know. Yeah, yeah, it a is. Study there's there's Tommy Tyson. I had this illustration. I had it was a Protestant pastor <clears throat> in a southwestern southeastern town who had someone in his parish that no one could stand. <laughs> he drank, he fought, he begged with a general nuisance. And the pastor asked the Lord how anybody could love him. And, and the Lord asked him, well, do you know any good that he's done? And the pastor <laughs> thought long and said, finally came up with one instance when he'd given 50 cents to a beggar in town to get a meal. And the Lord told him, that's all I remember about him. <laughs> That's all you remember. Pastor never forgot the point. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, let go of those negative things because they're blocking you as well as the other person. Sure, sure. As Paul says, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, 6, love does not delight in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm uh, counseling a woman right now out in uh, New England who um, I've known for well over 40 years. She used to live here in the Midwest where I am, but now is out there. And I've n- I haven't seen her in since she moved out there over 40 years ago. But she's very needy. And um, so anyway, I'd like to add her and um, her husband, they're both emotionally scarred from their upbringings, and they have been, but they've suffered so much rejection because of it. And uh, so I'm going to, we'll talk about that when, later when we bring up our prayer requests. But in the meantime, we have um, a little break coming up, and then we're going to finish this beautiful topic on forgiveness through healing. My name is Father Dominic Pelusi. I'm a member of the Priests of the Sacred Heart. I have been ordained for 41 years. St. Paul tells us, how shall they call on Jesus in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe unless they have heard of him? And how can they hear unless there is someone to preach? We have the opportunity for Catholic Radio to do exactly that, to bring the Word of God into our houses, but more importantly, into our hearts. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online 
at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. That familiar music is, as you know, healing the whole person. And I'm Susie McGinn with Father Bob Sears in our third and final segment of today's um, program. And Father is uh, speaking to us today about uh, the foundation for healing, which is forgiveness. So let us um, wrap this up, Father, with all these beautiful uh, teachings that you've given us today. And... uh, see where we can go from here but without judging others um, and and binding them into a certain category that limits what we can do for them and what how th- what they can receive from us of God's teaching let me just uh, with one other example and then we can have prayers for people but so <clears throat> I was just mentioning it any therapist who doesn't really believe a person can go beyond a certain point cannot help the person beyond that point so we really have to live the things that were uh, called to heal. And when a man whose son, for example, often threw him into the fire, asked Jesus, if you can do something, have compassion on us. And Jesus responded, if you can, everything is possible for one who has faith. That's Mark nine twenty two twenty three. if you mm-hmm. want to look it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Everything is possible for one who has faith. And how do we get that kind of faith? Well, I suppose step by step, really. And so God alone holds the that all possibilities are possible because, of course, God's creator. He, he's creating us anew when he's restoring us to what Adam and Eve were before they sinned. So he's doing that now with promising Louisa Picaretta that he's giving us his will to actually do on earth what the Father chooses in heaven, if we'll let him. He told uh, Sister Faustina that the one thing that helps souls be changed and uh, open to healing is suffering, united with my suffering on the cross. Jesus speaking about his suffering on the cross. So that when we, he also said that's what he wanted uh, Sister Faustina to grow into doings because when he was dying he wasn't thinking about himself he was thinking about other souls and he was offering that to God so that they could be forgiven and healed so that's what he would like all of us to do is to give whatever it is that we have are working with to God because all things are possible with God mm-hmm. and it has to do with faith earlier in in the scriptures it was the sixth chapter of John's gospel I believe somebody asked him what is the work that we need to do that pleases God and he said this is the work that pleases God that you believe in the one that he sent right that's his will that's his will not not doing something it's letting ourselves be kind of redone by letting ourselves be reborn actually in well, when we're baptized, we're baptized free of sin, but we we kind of interpret it in light of our own parents rather than in light of what God really is doing. And so we kind of have to 
open up to a whole new way of looking at our life and the life in the world. Yeah. So with that, let's just pray if we do have intentions. We do. I just want to mention something, something that you and I have talked about often, but I think it, it's worth re- repeating from John 3 when, and when Nicodemus came to Jesus wanting to know, you know, what's going on? What is this with you? You know, that I need to know. And then Jesus said, you need to be born again. And because he thought I need, he needed to go back into his mother's womb, but that's not what it was. He wanted him to receive Jesus into his life and let Jesus be the, the make him a new person and be a whole new creature in Christ. And when that happened to you and to me, uh, that's why we're here today uh, doing this program because it completely did 180 degrees in my life when I gave my life to our Lord and he came in and he's never taken that hunger for him away from me and i i can know he hasn't taken it away from you either father so i mean that is um for for that oneness for that forgiveness for that peace for all the gifts he's given us you know and he says um if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face then i will hear from heaven and i will heal their land and it could be just healing our personhood you know but but we need our land but that's that's what he he's listening and uh i i i never doubt that you know that he he hears he and may not answer the prayers the way we hope he would but he knows what's best for us just like he knew which parents were best for us right so we do have some um prayer requests today father um Mm -hmm. one of them is um a uh, person who's suffering from a disc uh in her spine that has to be removed Uh and uh so that uh, will be uh major surgery um another one is um jamie um, who needs an operation? I'm not sure which one, uh, but uh, whatever that, uh, whatever that uh, operation is, we've been asked to pray for that, and also for a person named Mary Ann, who's suffering from type A lymphoma, and um, so if uh, we would like to keep her in our prayers, and I mentioned before this couple out east the, who have these severe emotional problems they've been married 52 years Mm -hmm. and uh, he is now in memory care and she is incredibly lonely uh, Mm -hmm. without him because she's been so emotionally and physically and mentally and and lovingly dependent on him all these years Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't know what to do with herself so uh, if we could pray for jay and sue as well uh, and uh, that God will comfort them uh, both and help them accept this new stage in their life, which is very difficult for them. You okay. Know. Yeah. So, these, Lord, we just we give the, each of these people, Lord, to you, Jesus, because each of them needs you in a, a different way. And Mary and the Holy Family, they're the healing family for that is, Jesus wants to communicate to all of us. Mary is the mother of all the redeemed, as you can read in Revelations 12:17. She's the mother of all those who keep the commandments of God and witness to Jesus. So we just 
open to their new creation, which is our baptism, and we let ourselves be touched by God's love. He wouldn't let anything happen in anybody's life that he didn't mean to be good for them. Mm -hmm. And so we ask, Lord, that all of these situations, that they would be led in new directions of creative possibilities, and they would open to the Lord's healing, because he believes. He says all things are possible for those who believe. So if we just open it to God's healing, little by little, it can happen. And so, Lord, we just release them to you because we can't deal with them individually right now because it's not that time. But he can, and he does. And Mary is with him, and St. Joseph also, a new family that really loves each of us just as we would have needed to have love when we were conceived and born. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And finally, um, Father, there's a, a verse in First John 1, 9, which I've always loved for many, many years. It says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's, what, uh, that's what's going to bring the healing, is that cleansing. And uh, how that happens, it's going to be different for each one of us. But somehow, he is faithful and is going to uh, heal us in every way. And uh, because, we, as you said before, he can only do the most loving thing for us. So Amen. thank you for being with us. And we look forward to next month. And uh, thank you for all our listeners. And again, this has been Healing the Whole Person on 88.5 FM, WSFI. Thank you for listening.